Well, hello there, and welcome back to the Tim Vaxobam Show. This is episode number twenty-one, and I am coming to you live from the outskirts of some big old fucking city called Austin, Texas. And I am not living there right now. I live outside of that motherfucker. Anyway, I am five months sober from alcohol. Yes, it is exactly five months since I last imbibed on the vibe that brings you to the highway system. I don't know what the fuck. Anyway, it's a permanent change that I'm making in my life. It's it's not something I'm ever going to go back to because why? Why can't you just have like one or two drinks? Why can't you like be a normal? Hey, everyone else is doing it. Like, don't you see how normalized it is for people just to be en masse in a bar, in a public setting where it's like kind of, I don't know, encouraged and part of life to drink yourself silly on the weekends and shit like that why can't you be like everyone else well because that's not how it works not everybody could just drink a little bit of alcohol and have it not affect their well-being it's not just like a joke like it's not something i could just do for fun i needed alcohol period i needed it i didn't want I didn't choose to do it because, hey, man, it'd be fun to be, it'd be fun to be drunk and like hang out and like, hey, man, it's all good, man. No, there's a darkness to needing it. Even one beer would get me buzz, which delivered a thing, it delivered an effect that made me feel normal. It made me feel like this release of pressure from my mind and from like, like a physical veil. A physical weight was lifted off my shoulders just from having one beer. And then it made me, so I was like, okay, now I'm normal. Now I could talk to people and I drank to get, I drank to get happy. Uh, so that was fun. So I don't do that anymore. And now I'm not quite having as much fun. I'll tell you that. But who, who remembers the good times they have on alcohol? You weren't really there in the first place. You were just kind of like walk, going through the motion. Like like part of your ego was there. Part of your personality was involved. But you're kind of just like being shoved in this tunnel that it's like a blackout. Not really. Always a, You don't always get blacked out every time you drank. And I have had many fun experiences on booze. But I don't do that anymore. So I'm trying. So I'm learning how to be an adult. Is what that kind of means. I'm healthier. I I look. I think I look better. Just my frame, my body is not as bulgy as it would be if I was like being a scumbag. I oh man, I saw this video last. Oh man, it took me down a memory lane of satisfaction. Somebody sent me a video of a comedian uh, show or of a comedy open mic in in uh, Chicago where I came from, where I started doing comedy like ten years ago, nine years ago, whatever. And it was like very like pathetic. Like it showed what I came from in a, in such a way. It showed it in the true way that I didn't see it when I was in it. When I was in it, I was like, yeah, this is. This is important. If you're, if you do well here, then you will be elevated in this community and you will be, you will fit in and you'll be high status and you'll get all your dreams. They will come true if you just do well at this open mic at a bar that the bartender hates because comics are cheap 
scum suckers. So that mic doesn't even really happen anymore at the original bar that it was happening. It got like moved to a different bar. Anyway, so I saw this promo clip and it was showing like people doing this open mic and it was like this drinker was on stage and he was like, everyone got fatter since I left. That's the bottom line that I'm, that I'm happy. That's what made me happy. It's like, well, okay. I'm, I thought I was the only one who was kind of like going down like a dark hill of, of de- de- I thought I was the only one who was declining in life. But actually, I was just, I'm actually going at it. There's people that are beating me at that race. I mean, at, their, at their downhill slope, there's people that, like, like just by looking at them, you could tell that they're not winning in life. Oh, man. I'm glad I'm not there anymore because it's like, who wants to just stay in the same? Like, I don't, I can't say I'm, like, better than anybody who hasn't moved away from their hometown. Obviously, I don't. That's a elitist, that's a condescending thing to think. But I am glad that I did that because I kind of was like, I, I feel like if you stay in your hometown your whole life, you're kind of sucking on the teeth that you came from. You're, you're staying in the womb. You're closer literally to where you were born. Hence, you're kind of like infantilizing yourself by staying in your hometown your whole life. So I kind of feel like this move that I made to to Texas is giving me a thicker skin and giving me a more realistic view on the world because I'm decentralized. I don't have just one little hometown anymore that I go back to to feel good feelings and like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I missed David. You missed me. Like a feeling missed. I don't know, man. I don't. I, I, I do kind of miss some of the mics and people there, but they're all, like, to- comics are toxic, dude. Uh, so I left that behind, and there's a lot more to talk about with, like, the whole, you know, the new place I'm at right now, but let's keep talking about the old place. The old place, that, like, comics are the most toxic people because they have egos and they 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 don't know how to like put their egos aside so if they see somebody do well it just they take it personally like that's in a fuck that's an attack on them it's like oh man what that, why is that guy getting all the laughs why is he getting attention it's like well that's your ego talking right there man because like what do you oh just because you you showed up you deserve attention that ain't how that works. Most people don't give a fuck about you or anything else. Most people don't even care about themselves that much, let alone other people. So I, and I saw, I caught, I got caught up on some, some drama that happened in the Chicago scene, and, and that it's not good to get involved in drama, like if you actually care about the art form of stand-up comedy. Like if you're actually trying to be a comedian. Yeah, I don't think drama is going to sell tickets. I don't think that's going to help you get work or gigs in comedy. So if you, but it's, it's so self-absorbed with that. This microcosm of a scene in Chicago is like always has like some sort of, there's always somebody like being a douchebag to somebody else and like it, it gets talked about on social media. And I got, I fucking got, I started, uh, consuming some of that last night and it felt made me happy like the thing i don't know why that stimulates me of course it's like 
people like drama. They like to gossip. They go, oh, that guy's going through, that guy is doing something bad. I don't know why. It's like an example of how not to be. Like, don't start a fight at an open, don't literally, don't get into a fist fight at an open mic. That's probably not going to elevate your career. It's, if, I mean, you know, you're not, you probably don't have a career to begin with if you're getting into a fight. And I'm like, but that's what I was reading about. And like, it just kind of was like, wow, there's like kids that, there's like adults that have the brain of a 14 year old. And so they're just so not much. They just haven't, they they will never figure out, <laughs> they will never learn from their actions. They won't actually become a better, they're just, it's not something I I want to be around. So I I am glad I'm not around there. It is fun to be to watch from the sidelines. Be like, hey, that guy fucked up. Not to name names or anything. I mean I don't know, man. It's just it's not a reason to get involved because like all you're doing is like sticking on to something that's toxic, and you become part of the toxicity by just even getting involved in it so usually people just duck out They're, nope not me i'm not i'm just here to be a comedian don't want to get into that drama but anyway i don't yeah i'm not missing out much I, I found out after watching some some of that some videos i was like oh that's all so it hasn't changed nothing's happening there oh okay i'm glad i'm not there anymore i don't want to be who wants to be a 40 year old just had a, doing the same open mics in your hometown for 20 years like yeah, man, I've been doing comedy for 20 years. Yeah, I never left Chicago. No, no, I just do it here. I don't actually care about actually like being the being the career that I'm aspiring towards. No, I don't actually want to like travel and get gigs and make people laugh. No, I'm just doing it to like be cool, to like be to one up people that suck more than. That's it. I, there was a lot of people like that in Chicago. There were people that were so not. They had such big egos that all they cared about was bringing other people down. They didn't, they didn't care about actually like elevating themselves. It's it's so bad, man. And I was hanging out with somebody last night or two nights ago. Yeah, it was just last night. He was uh, he complains a lot about how the Austin comedy scene is not as good as in Chicago. And it's like it's really not that much worse. It's not worse at all. It's probably better, if anything. I mean, we got Kill Tony here. If you go on Kill Tony, you get hundreds of thousands of people looking at you. So, no, it's not bad here. It's just that this guy has, like, a big ego that he cultivated that now it's fragile. as a brittle. He has a brittle-ass spirit. Like, y'all, oh, man, it's like... So I don't really like to hang out with people like that. It's like, yeah, man, this place sucks, man. I'm going to go, I'm getting out of here, man. It's like, okay, we don't need, no one's going to miss you. No one, no one cares. Do your own thing, brother. Do your own. Anyway, so I've been, uh, so socializing without alcohol is cripplingly hard for somebody with autism. Dude, somebody came up to me tonight at an open mic, and it was awkward just to start the conversation like he was like I could tell he wanted to talk to me or approach me but I was like looking at my foot I was like in a you know closed off body you know closed off but then I caught I I raised my eyes and I made eye contact and he said hey I've seen you around I like your style I was like really I don't even go out anywhere I barely go out I was like incredulous I was like I mean 
I appreciate that, but I don't. I barely even go up, so I don't know where you've seen me. And they said, "I saw you last night." I was like, "Oh, that's right. I was out last night, but it was terrible. I didn't do good at all." What do you mean you? I don't know how anyone could like that. What you just saw last night, you know, wasn't. But he did compliment me, and and then it was hard to hold the converse. It was hard to be like to start a conversation and to maintain it. So I just was like, "Hey, what kind of energy drink is that?" Like I just made small talk. And then I sat at the open mic for 26 comics and went up. And uh, I'm very proud of myself for doing that. Uh, first of all, it's St. Patrick's Day. St. Patty's Day, whatever the hell it's called. So Austin was fucking swarming with people, drunk young people having a ball on the sidewalk. And it's also South by Southwest. So it's like basically as crowded as it gets so I was astonished that I had the stress uh, levels uh, tolerance that I could tolerate the stress of finding a parking space and actually parking. I fought, I reserved parking in a in a lot, and when I got to the lot, it was full. So I just sat there like, well, I already paid for this. Now what? So I just slowly started to back up out of the parking lot because there was no way to get out of there except for backing up. And then in my rearview mirror, I go, wait, is that a space? So miraculously, a, a space opened up, and I so I backed into it. I was like, hey, life ain't so bad sometimes. Sometimes God winks at you. So then I walked to the mic, and I knew I was not going to get a good spot, but I made it on the list. And so I, I'm happy that I had the patience to actually do an open mic the proper way and not be jaded. And I went up there and I actually like tried. I actually like tried to be funny. And I thought of like a new I thought of like a new joke that I as I was sitting there because if you're sitting somebody sitting there for two hours, yeah, you've you have time to go over your set. You have time to think a new shit. So I thought of a new op- I thought of a new like punchline is like um, about how I have autism and my, one of my superpowers is being able to scan QR codes without a phone. I could decode them in my mind, and that's to me is like yeah, that's funny. And so I'm gonna work on that one, and uh, that'll be that's like a joke, but also it's like I'm already thinking of like as uh, something i'm not gonna do i don't know i'm really bad at uh building an act at, at, like build at like developing jokes if i think of something and i think it's funny i'll do it once or twice and then i won't think it's funny anymore i've already heard i've already told it's like now i gotta do it again now i gotta pretend it's funny to, to fake a laugh for people it's like that's artificial feeling but anyway i, I know it was funny so it should always it should remain funny for a couple more years until people get sick of hearing about QR I mean everyone's sick of QR codes man it's like anyway I'm back I am back on keto genic dietary intake and output I output is it no I'm feeling my brain kick into high gear like I'm feeling it burning like a fuel at a higher octane than it did before. It's like a my brain is running on premium fuel instead of regular. That's what keto does. I know it's obnoxious to hear about cuz everybody most people just want to not eat, 
hear about fucking dieting and health foods and most people just kind of want to just get fat like not most kind of the people that i kind of see around a lot a lot of them are kind of getting fatter i don't know did i really talk i really talk, i said this before but like that video dude watch that promo video for this open mic and i see the host go on stage like is that this person is that who that is man they did not need to get fatter that did not help them look i don't think that was a compliment to their image to get fatter i think they should have done the opposite but that's just me that's just my take on on things it's like well they, they don't have a good act they're not like they got funnier but they also got fatter so they stayed the same in terms of funniness and all they gained was just weight just dead weight. It's like here I am. It's I'm fatter. I still haven't thought of anything funny to say about that, but here it is. I don't know, man. I guess I'm fat shaming a little bit, but uh, people, you know, it's not. It comes from a lot. It comes from not love. <laughs> I don't love fat people. I mean, I love air. I love humanity. I guess, but like, in, but like, I don't love people for being fat. I, I mean. There are like fat people that I, that I would love, hypothetically like individual, but I'm saying just being fat, like that isn't a cause for me to like love somebody for. It's like, all I'm saying, that's all I'm saying is what I'm saying a lot. I talk a lot about that because I'm not fat. Being fat would suck, dude. I'm glad I'm not fucking fat. I feel great, dude. I'm on keto. It's kicking in, dude. And what that does is it puts your brain into high gear. So, like, now I'm thinking clearer. I have a higher tolerance for external stress. And my ego is becoming more in check. And you, it might be hard to believe if you've seen my podcast in the past. If you've seen my creative output thus far, you might be kind of skeptical that I am getting my ego in check. Well, I'm saying like today it got in check. That's so that's this is like a brand new me that we're talking about. Before today, I was like an egomaniac. Uh, but then I woke up and as I was starting my daily routine of getting out of bed, which takes about three hours, give or take, of me looking at my phone and getting caught up and trying to escape the allure of my warm bed. It's like, well, hey, fuck it. I guess I'll do something. To, I guess I'll do today. I guess today can be a thing. So I, so as I was starting to get into that mindset of having, of existing, I was like, hey, man, remember that thing I found out when I took acid like 12 years ago? Oh, yeah, that's right. I discovered that all people come from the same cosmic background, like the same soul. All people emanated or emerged from the same one entity and were all the same consciousness just in different bodies. So I remembered that. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. I knew, I, I, I learned that 15 years ago when I took a lot of acid. And it was the most beautiful, like the most profound thing I've ever thought, like I ever found out my whole life. And it was the most true feeling thing 
more true than the color blue. Like it was like it's like the it was there was no question about it. And I was like, oh, there's no such thing as death because we're all the same. So if somebody dies, it's not like we lose anything. We lose that person, but the consciousness that that person exhibited had it just gets recycled. But like we're still around. Like it made me less sad about death. It compl- it removed all sadness of death because it's like, well, no, we're as long human. We're still alive. Because we're all the same, you see. All of humanity is just one dude. Here's a social, here's like a, I don't know, philosophical question that I'm, that is relevant to what I'm saying. That I, that I haven't really heard anyone else talk about, but I'm sure people have. It's just that I'm not a philosophy major, so I don't know. Okay, so let's say you switch bodies with somebody. Switch uh, consciousness with somebody, not brains. Like, okay, brains to okay. Let's say you switch bodies with somebody, including their brain, as in you inhabit their brain. Your consciousness just shifts from one person to another. You you swap consciousness. What would happen if that happened? Like, if you could snap your fingers and just do that. Like, uh, what's that fucking movie? Uh, like, wacky. The movie where they switch bodies with the older, with the mom. The mom switches bodies with the daughter. Let's say in real life that was possible. Would you notice anything different? Like, would you all of a sudden notice that you're in a different body? Or would everything stay exactly the same? That's a legit question. I'm actually wondering, like, if I switched bodies with any person on the planet, would I? Would anything happen? Basically, would my? Would I feel like a different person? Would they feel like they moved? No, I don't think so. Because you would be them. You would just still be them. You would be their brain. You would be their person. Nothing would change. If I swapped consciousness with a homeless person, would I? Would I? Would anything change? No, I would be that homeless person, and that person would be me, a very not homeless person, and everything would continue on as if nothing happened, because, well, what changed? Nothing. Consciousness is the same. It's just that it's in different bodies i mean isn't that all you really need to know about ego uh no i think i could extract i think i could uh, elaborate a little bit like there's no such thing as ego it's an illusion it's we're all the same we're just in different bodies if you if you think you're different than somebody maybe you're that's your ego talking that's a fabricated illusion that you think you're somebody else like when you like when you flip someone off who cuts you off in traffic you think you're a separate entity from that i don't know about that if you switch bodies with them you would be them and nothing would happen nothing would be different except for that your consciousness went from your brain to their brain that's it you would still drive like an asshole because you would have their brain and their thoughts the only thing that moved was the gasoline that fed the consciousness to feed their awareness, to experience their awareness. So that's something I kind of knew already from 15 years ago when I took a lot of acid. 
But then I realized it today again, and it made me feel a lot better about stuff. It's like, well, then why do I have, why am I so uptight? If I'm the same as everybody else, who gives a fuck? Who, egos, having an ego is stupid, dude. It doesn't help you in any way. Excuse me. You don't want to not have an ego. Ego death is not like a glamorous thing because, I mean, it, it you know, it is actually. But there, but having no ego, it is hard. That sucks because then you have no sense of self. But the glamorous part of not having an ego is that you no longer get offended when anything bad happens. Like whenever somebody like, oh, isn't giving you attention in the right way. Somebody isn't validating you. It's like, well, who gives a fuck? They're just doing their own thing. What does that have to do with you? Why do you have to be involved in other people's bullshit? So that actually is a uh, very uh, uh, valuable realization to have. It's like, well... Okay, so I don't have to worry anymore. I don't have to try to be relevant. I don't have to worry about missing out on anything. I could just go through life being a drifter. And as long as somebody else is having a good time, then, hey, that's the same person as me, just a diff in a different body. So what do I care? Okay, as long as somebody is getting laid and having hot sex, then humanity is winning. Not everybody is going to be, you know, I'm like, okay, who cares if somebody's a loser? If I just live my life as an isolated loser and just die, okay, I'll just go back to the consciousness of other people. I'll just be reabsorbed. Like when a company buys its own stocks. And that brings me to the next topic, which is money, dude. I've been so distracted by money for the past year or so because um, I, I made a, sh a bunch of it. And that made things feel more real, and it made me develop this crusty ego, this 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 very and that's it's this divisive ego, because when you have, when you start to make a little bit of money, it tends to make you want to have more, and then you just start chasing this fucking accumulation, and that's just. I just was chasing like security, I thought. Like I just want to have enough money to be financially secure. And now that I okay, I think I have that. So now what? And it got so now I got bored. It's like am I really just living my life just to be isolated? Like just to be secure? No, fuck that, dude. It's going to end. It's going to end soon. There's, as safe as you live your life, it's going to end. It's fragile. It's limited. So you might as well do something fun with it. It's like, yeah, I could go out and drive somewhere new that I've never been. Or I could stay home and completely eliminate the risk of anything bad happening. Like, why do anything at all if all you care about is self-preservation? If all you care about is living as long as possible, then yeah, you probably shouldn't ever really leave the house unless there's a really good reason to that has that will get you towards long, longevity. Like, I don't know, if there's a fire in your house, yeah, then I'll leave the fucking house. That's how much of an introvert I am. For me to leave my house, I need to, there be a fucking fire. That's the only reason I would leave my house. That's how much agoraphobia I have. So that's a stupid way to live your life because that's not living, man. Living is about having no ego, being removed from your ego, not having no ego, but just having it in check 
And then it becomes a lot more fun because then you're just going along with the ride. You're not trying to control the levers and control, you know, you don't feel bad if you miss out on something. It's like, oh, I'm not cool. I'm not in the cool group. I voted for the wrong president and now everybody hates me. They go, okay, fuck, I would hate me too if I was them. Okay, I get it. So anyway, I I got I'm so I'm starting to have sex a lot. No. But that's what gets you sex, is not caring about sex, dude. Um and I do have a thick dick in on I as it says on my Tinder, dude. Got a thick dick and I'll be your simp for a day. That's it. Nah. Haven't gotten anywhere on Tinder recently, but hey, it's not a big deal, dude. Pretty good at jerking off, dude. It's not like I'm getting worse at that. I thought in my 30s I would be over jerking off. I'd be like, I thought I would like have, I'd be like, yeah, that was, that's like, that's for a kid, that's for teenagers. You still, nah, dude, I thought I would get bored of it. It's like, no, man, it's, if anything, I've only, it's only gotten more f- fun. When I was a preteen, I didn't even know, like, <laughs> wasn't that fun? Now I know exactly what I like, and it's like it's 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 still just as good as it was when I was a teenager. I don't know. I literally I did think I would be too old to jerk off in my thirties. Little how naive. Ah, oh, I'm I was such a naive summer child. Anyway, I got epilepsy. I haven't really done a deep dive on uh, that topic, like how I got diagnosed with that. And I was planning on doing that on this episode, but uh, I just realized I don't really feel like it because it's, it's just not that interesting to me right now. But it kind of does tie into what I was saying before with like the the whole ego thing. It's like you only live once. Your ego is a, a fucking illusion. So you might as well do whatever makes you happy in the short span of time that you're alive in this beautiful world, this fucked up world. Epilepsy reminded me of that in a very profound way. Uh, it just made me realize that I'm definitely going to die someday because the seizures that I had, which started when I was in my early 20s, which is kind of late to develop epilepsy symptoms. It was in my early 20s when I started having these simple partial seizures, which, is, which happens when you're awake. So I was awake, conscious the whole time, and my brain was just making this weird feeling that I've never experienced before. You know, it felt like this weird electricity going through half my head, and like I was like thinking about dreams I had when I was like a kid. It fucked. It just was totally surreal and unpleasant, and it made me. It scared the shit out of me. It. it <laughs> they only lasted about. 10 to 20 seconds and then it got more severe and I had to go to the hospital had to get medication for it and now I ha- I've been seizure free for five years and I drive like a maniac as, as if I never as if I don't have epilepsy I, fucking, I, dr- I don't even feel like I have an illness but it, but I have to take medicine for it so the that when I started having those seizures, man, they really kicked me in my ass. It was like, yeah, your life is finite because it made my brain feel fucked up. It made me feel like I was like literally psychotic. So I was like, well, if I have this psychosis going on, it's like it just 
made me realize, yeah, your brain is not going to be sane forever. It's going to go to it's going to go to shit eventually. So what are you doing waiting around for that to happen? Go out, be a comedian, take names, get phone numbers, jizz on people's tits and get and go home. Do it again the next day. And that was about five years ago. So I kind of became—I I, kind of forgot about it. Since then, I became more normalized. I was like, "Yeah, I'm fine. I'm stable." And I—I—something I, happened today. I think it's the keto diet that—that that made my brain wake up again. It's like, "Hey, knock, knock. Anybody home? You lazy bones. You're in a fucking great opportunity. You have a great opportunity to do something cool." With your life, you have free time. Like, what am I doing? Just lying around, just not, just fucking afraid of doing shit. It's like, I have all the time in the world to be creative. I could do open mics any, all day, every day, and I don't because something's stopping me. And it's my ego. That's all it is. It's my ego. It's the fear of being rejected by an audience, by not fitting in or something. And that tarnished my uh, my ability to do that, to put, to sink my teeth into it. But in the end, as much as I tried to quit, I can't quit. I just can't. I know that's just who I am. I'm a, I'm a comedian. Like it doesn't matter how much money I make. I'll always relate to to the struggle of being a loner. Like money, I, I always think that oh i'll just make a shitload of money and then i'll buy happiness down the road you know once i have enough money to blow i'll i'll be able to do that i'll i'll acquire happiness by blowing money and that actually that helps a little bit but then you got to make even it's hard to sustain that's a drug that's not true happiness obviously the truest happiness i've ever gotten is from doing stand-up and from not worrying about my place in the hierarchy, about not caring about the social status and my, if I'm successful or not, that is a pain in the ass to be bogged down by that if you're at an open mic. If you're at an open mic like way down the list and you've been doing stand-up for nine years and you go, what the fuck am I doing here? What am I doing with my life? Why can't I just get a regular job so I don't have to feel the burn of being at an open mic in my 30s? Well, if you have that attitude, then yeah, you'll never, yeah, you're going to be miserable. But if you take it one day at a time and you live in the present and you actually say, yeah, it's a mic, but it's also, it's a mic. It's a chance to go on stage and do jokes and have fun and be in the present moment and give something to the world. Externalize your fucking creativity and instantaneously you'll, you'll feel great if you do well. I don't care if it's an open mic. You'll feel like you did something. And then you'll go to another comedy show afterwards. And you'll feel like you you have like this glow up. You'll, you'll just feel positive. You'll, have, you'll be in a great mood. Nobody will give a shit that you just did an open mic. But you'll be in a good mood. And then your ego might come back. It's like, oh, fuck. Nobody's talking to me. Don't they realize that I just killed at an open mic? And that's your, that's your fucking ego coming back. Ego is really bad for this, 
for any for anything it's bad to have a big ego but it really is bad for for uh some for people that have a little bit of success cuz then it just isolates you and makes you a dick man yeah if anything success should humble you success yeah of course it's going to feel amazing it's going to boost your ego like oh i i I picked the right thing to invest in and it worked out. Oh, I feel so smart. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's not, you you got to like maintain gramps with the reality. You got to still learn how to talk. to. We're all the same thing, man. If you switch consciousness with somebody, nothing will happen, dog. Ego's a slimy thing. And anyway, that's the theme of this episode. Let's get real. No, we've been... I'm just kidding, dog. We've been real... I just wanted to take my sunglasses off. So I'm just trying to, because it is a struggle to permanently like remove your ego from a situation, like your whole day. Like something might happen, we it comes back. So I need like a mantra. I'm starting like a religious movement, dude, like a cult. So I need like a mantra to remind myself that ego is bullshit besides just saying ego is bullshit like something i'm trying to think about that right now like oh um, joe rogan dmt machine elves timothy leary just i don't know man like bill hicks dude you got i gotta remind myself i gotta remember that's it's all about putting your fucking all into something if you're gonna do something why half-ass it if you're going to try to be a comedian, yeah, you better try to be a comedian. Don't just half-ass it like, yeah, I'm just going to show up at this mic. Oh, man, I'm not getting booked. Fuck this. No, man, you got to make it your full-time f- f- uh, focus. That's what I realized when I was in my car last night driving aimlessly for three hours. I, I've been having, I have a lot of time to think, and that's act, that's a luxury, man, like having just nothing but time to just think, to just fucking ponder shit deeply, I realize, yeah, well, you should really be putting your all into comedy. You're not going to get anywhere if you just treat it as a hobby. You got to fucking obsess over this shit. And it doesn't take an ego to obsess. That's not an ego-centric thing to do. That just shows that you're serious. Being serious about something is not gay. A lot of people might make fun of somebody for like obsessing over their jokes. Like, oh, is that a good line? Should I fix this? Should I do that? No, that's res- I respect the shit out of people that take that seriously. Not themselves, ser- you know. Not taking yourself seriously, but taking your time seriously. Just respecting the craft, dude. I respect the craft of stand-up. Wow, this is a boring... This is a this is unfunny episode, man. Um, yeah, but I'm very proud of myself for uh for driving downtown and doing an open mic and getting out at the last minute and finding parking dude and i wasn't even stressed about it like i'm actually getting used to the really 
stressful driving situation. Uh, you know, I keep I don't like saying the word situation again, but but the 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 driving is can be very stressful because like there's narrow lanes and there's people like cutting in front. You know, like you have to pay attention for scooters and like just haphazard situations that you get yourself into and like i'm kind of used i'm kind of getting used to it dude like it doesn't even really stress me out so that's good because now i could freely just uh commute without having to like be anxious about that i almost drove all the way to houston texas last night because i was very bored and i needed to do some driving I have this like wanderlust where it's like, I'm just going to fucking drive. Which direction? I'm just going to go east just until I hit the ocean, until I hit the Gulf of Mexico, which I've never been to. I've never been to Houston. I was like, fuck it, dude. I'll, I'll, hey, I got battery, dude. I'll just literally, I'll just go as long as I if, I, if I don't make it, whatever. I just need to drive and think about life. It, like, I thought that was a weird thing to do, but then I was like, you know, it's not that weird of a thing to do. Like, you have, you, you're, you're a, sometimes you just need to sort shit out and, and go for a long drive, dude. And like, also, this is a good time to do it. There's not a lot of bugs out to hit my windshield. <laughs> this is pretty much as good as the weather's gonna get. Although, after this month, it's gonna become a swamp. With mosquitoes and fucking spiders, just everything just in your face. So I quite enjoyed it. It was quite relaxing. As soon as you leave the Austin uh, city metropolitan, once you get in the country, people don't drive like assholes because they're not in a hurry to get anywhere. They're in the country. They don't fucking ride your ass. They actually moved out of the way when I was driving fast. I was like, oh, I'm the city asshole in this city. Hey, it's nice to be the one that other people are annoyed by for once. So I didn't go all the way to Hughes. I, I pulled into a Tesla charging station in Giddings, Texas, some s small little town, to recharge the battery. And I was like, yeah, this is dumb. I'm not driving all the way to Houston. <laughs> Not driving there and getting stuck in traffic just to see a big city I've never seen. But I still kind of want to do it. I kind of want to do it again. Uh, but I made the decision that it's probably a stupid idea because it was late and I was kind of tired. And it, it's treacherous driving at the, in the middle of the night like on an open highway. You never know, man. All, all it would take is one animal to fuck up my life just one deer walking in the in the road and i'm fucked like even as you could be a perfectly good driver and you still can get fucked i was a good driver last night dog my driving score was like 99 out of 100 dude i did nothing wrong man anyway having possessions has been part of the problem like having i wish this wasn't the case but like as soon as i got a nice car it did fuck up my person. Like, as soon as I got a Tesla, it did make me more arrogant. Because I was like, oh, I'm I'm a Tesla owner. I'm in the fucking group of people that have this. It just, 
Like, as I became initiated by the Tesla cult, it's like, okay, watch this video about how you're about to get this car and how to drive it. It's like, oh, shit, I'm one of these guys. I'm a Tesla owner. I don't know. It, it, it did make me a bigger asshole. And uh, it's hard, man. It's hard to have, like, a really fucking fast car and 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 not be a dick. He's <laughs> like... The, that car is like so fucking fast dude like all you have to do is press the i already talked about this a million times but whatever it's, it hasn't gotten any slower since i last talked about it so i'm navigating electric cars though you know people are complaining about gas prices but you know if you have to drive an electric car just because gas prices are too high you're a pussy dude I drove my Miata today on sports mode just to show that I ain't afraid of no gas prices, dude. I fucking wasted a lot of money on fuel just by putting it on sports mode to make it sound louder. But hey, man, let's go bottom, dude. I'm saying that unironically. I think he's doing a good job, and I want to keep cheering him on because he needs support. You really don't see a lot of support for Biden these days. And so I feel bad for him. I have the opposite of Trump derangement syndrome. I have Biden pity syndrome. I have BPD. I pity the Biden who's in office, and we need to raise him up a peg. Because, you know, he talks a lot of shit about Trump supporters, and that was pretty much his whole campaign, is we got to do better than the last guy and re-educate the country, build back better, because the last guy really fucked it up. And fuck anybody who voted for him, those chumps. But I can look past that. I could see past that, and I see that he's just an innocent politician, and he needs our support. He didn't do anything wrong. He didn't deserve this war so i i don't know i'm just trying to be a good person a good american because if i was biden i would be biden i would we gotta we gotta be nice to elders we gotta respect go back to respecting our elders there's a lot of people that talk shit about baby boomers hey man they can't be that bad they gave birth to me without boomers i wouldn't be alive so I am thankful for baby boomers. Jeff Bezos is a baby boomer. Without Amazon, I don't even know where I would have gotten this shirt. Anyway, and I am starting to embrace the fact that I live in a, in a very overpopulated city. Like I kind of already kind of talked about this, like how it's the most crowded it's ever been for the whole year since I, like today, St. Paddy's Day, South by Southwest. That's a double whammy. And I was not stressed at all. So that shows that my diet is working out. Because you don't do a keto diet just to lose weight. I don't. Some people do. I do it to, to be at a healthy weight, but also because it really improves your mental clarity. It, it makes you talk better, makes you think of the right word. It just makes you smarter, sharper, m more tolerant to stress same with cold showers cold showers do the same thing they make you they they lower your they raise your threshold for stress 
tolerance. You could have somebody like honking in your face, like, you know, pointing a gun at you because you're driving too slow or something, and you'll just be like, hey, hey, yeah, Texas. I'm in, yep, hello, fellow Texan, yeah. Yeah, I do that. I do that sometimes. I I get angry enough to point my gun at people too sometimes. But hey, I'm just waving at you because I don't mind at all. Somebody like almost cut me off as I was just leaving my neighborhood. I was taking a left and they were trying to take a left, but I had the right of way. They were trying to turn onto my road. I was turning off of my road. And I, and they fucking, you know, I was going and I could see that they were in my way. So I just started to slow down and I looked at them and I did one of these. You know, I, re- I was like, what the heck? And they could see my face and they yielded and they gave me a wave and they laughed. They like, it made them laugh. Just seeing me go like, what the heck? And that made me, that totally de-escalated the situation because i was like yeah you're fine i get it you're, you're dumb you're a woman it was a woman driver so i was like okay i get it and i gave them a wave it's like we're good i'm not gonna point my gun at you or shoot you or whatever so you know it's been a, it was a good day and today i'm doing my podcast that's what i'm doing right now as you can see and hear i'm getting over the whole being in a new place discomfort and i'm ready to get back into comedy for real i keep saying that but this time i mean it neo-nazis you know i've met a few neo-nazis online in my day just from being on live streaming websites and um say what you want about neo-nazis but they before i ever talked to them i didn't know anything about jews I didn't know that, I thought Jews were just like regular people, just like, okay, some people are Jewish, some people are Christian, some people are Eskimos, but after these, these guys were like, no, Jews are special, we have a special obsession with them, it's like, oh, why, what's so special about Jews, because like, they have a fucking high IQ and they run the world, I was like, really, That's, I have a high IQ and I could run the world, it's like, yeah, you're one of them. We don't like that. I was like, whoa, 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 wait, wait. That's cool. So that makes me feel like I could actually do something with myself. So that actually gave me the confidence I needed to start a business and uh, become successful enough to move across the country and pursue my fucking dreams. So say what you want about neo-Nazis, man, but without them, I would I would just think that I was just a regular person. So there is something to be said about that. And they're all people. They're just regular people. I mean, they're not regular people. Don't tell a neo-Nazi that they're normal. They don't want to feel normal. They want to feel special. And I respect that. 